You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 415th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in balmy Orlando, Florida. This is Matt in, eh, it's a little warmer than it was, but why is it winter? Minneapolis, Minnesota. And this is Spencer in beautiful western Massachusetts where it's still fall, just starting to get a little crisp. Uh, I'm sure people are very excited to hear the weather reports for all of our areas, but little guy. It's the best. It turns out I actually am excited about your weather report because you got a bunch of snow and I just, it just tickles me. It makes me very happy to not be there anymore. We did get a ton of snow. It snowed Monday through Thursday, maybe? Maybe it even snowed Friday. I don't know. Full on winter. We went from, uh, yeah, fall to just full winter, which was as usual. Uh, My bikes were not ready. I had my fender clog up multiple times on the Monday commute. It even ripped it out of the... Uh, Hate stay it when that at happens. one point. Uh, <laughs> and I did the thing that I said I wouldn't do last year, which was I didn't remember that these tires I have on my regular commuter bike are maybe the most dangerous tires in the world when so, it snows. Just, <laughs> so just like, are you terrible. running like a winter, no. you running a winter bike setup? No, no. Hang on, hang on. Wait. No. Little guy, I need you to name and shame. What are these wheels or tires? I mean, they're, um, they're like the jet. Like the Jack Browns or something like what are they? You can buy them from Rivendell. What the heck are they? They're like Jackie Browns or something. Oh, that that explains a lot. That yeah. explains a wow. lot. Actually, well, I Never bought them. Buy it from. I mean, I was playing more as I bought them. At, I bought them used for five dollars a piece. They're great. I, I hope none yeah. of our future advertisers listen to this podcast because they're like, man, I'm, this demographic is really getting slimmed I, down if I they're talking about this, Rivendells. Oh, I'm all. I, I'm all. I think, uh, I'm drinking the. I'm drinking the Kool Aid. I love the Rivendell yeah. lifestyle. Um, you guys know I don't race bikes or ride road bikes anymore. Um, Uh they're great tires, but not when it's snowy. They are death traps when it's snowy. They're riding California. I'm going to retract my name and shame. I don't think they need to be shamed if you bought used tires for $5. Like, this is not their fault. This is your fault. Have you guys ever bought? I've I've purchased new tires five times in my life, maybe. I will say, and let's name and not shame, is I just got a pair of, uh, michelin gravel tires at the local used bike shop which don't look like they've ever been used but i got them at a nice used price and i am very very excited because they're sweet i can't remember what they're called but they're they're a past sponsor so i'm gonna give them a little love i always love michelin tires and i especially love it well you know five dollars i was a i was a big fan of my michelin uh speediums that I wore, that I used forever back in the Worst day. Nice bright colors. Ever. Very yeah. yeah. Um, now the Michelins themselves, I will say, Logan, talking about. I was riding with a friend of mine the other day. I believe it was my friend Jason. Uh, may have been another friend that had told me, but he said that he was in his uh, that kind of toolbox. He had a flat tire, so you know he used the tube that was in the um, in the old uh, saddlebag, and he went back to his house, and he went into his tire bin or, you know, uh-huh. spare parts bin, mm-hmm. and he had a tube that had, like, two patches on it, but he had written himself a note. So past, I think it was just, past Jason wrote future Jason a note that mm-hmm. was like, hey, this is this tube is good. Yeah. Totally <laughs> use it. So yeah, I think this should be a slow ride podcast tip. So mm-hmm. if you ever patch a tube, if mm-hmm. there's anything, just write yourself a note oh. mm-hmm. and then put it in the box Yes. And then you'll thank yourself later. It's yeah. actually a really cool thing. So be like, hey, um, hey, Spencer, this one looks sketchy, and your patch job looks questionable. But trust me, it's fine. Yeah, trust me, it yeah. works. Yeah, yeah, no, this is this is good advice. I have done the thing where I, I've had uh, there's a pile of tubes, and then there's uh-huh. some tubes that I patch, and I put them somewhere else, but I don't leave a note. And then yeah, a month later, me comes down, and there's two piles of tubes all with patches on them. And I have to then inflate a bunch of tubes to remember which ones are good and which ones aren't good. And it's 
I should have done the first time. This is the thing. The note. You got to leave notes. Long. Also with cassettes. Long time listener of cassettes. Long time listener of the pod, uh, Ryan Fisher out of uh, um, Winter City, Cleveland, Ohio, (laughs) used to always makes the joke that, you know, future Ryan is going to be really happy with past Ryan when past Ryan cleans the bike for future Ryan at the last cyclocross race of the year. Oh, yeah. Mm. So, right? Because a lot of times you do your last mountain bike race, last cross race, it's muddy. You're like, you're just angry at yourself. You just throw your bike down. You don't want to touch it. You don't want to look at your bike ever again until race day comes about six months later. Mm. And then you pull out a dirty, nasty bike. Whereas if you clean it immediately after use, you're going to be so much happier in the future. Yeah. No, yeah. That's why Spencer always tops up his water bottles at the end of his ride, and then he puts them mm-hmm. in the trunk of his car. So that way, when mm-hmm. he gets to the race in a yeah. year or two, they're yeah. there, and he can carry them around and not drink from them because he's a camel. I, this has saved me many times. you got to figure cyclists have probably the highest rate of BPA poisoning uh, just because the amount of water that gets yeah. sits in a bottle in a nice warm garage and they're like wow well i'm not gonna run inside the house to fill up this water bottle <laughs> this thing is fine this Onse bottle i haven't used in 20 years uh, um it's pretty gross we we stuff. talk a lot about el- the elite bottles and because we all got some sweet ones sent to us but um they're cool when they're team branded and you you feel super euro pro but they don't they don't last super long before they start yeah uh dripping everywhere and tasting a little funky oh the brand and the branding comes off i'm i'm a huge fan huge fan of the elite water bottle on display at a house not huge fan of using the elite water bottles after like the first or second yeah i like a week or two what what does the mantle over your fireplace look like tim where you are displaying your water bottles tim's a coffee shop slash bike shop yeah, yeah I got this the, is interesting. I did not. Know. I started collecting. I started collecting water bottles. I, I'll fix it here so that you guys uh-huh. can start seeing the collection behind me on the old Zoom. But I right now I just have it on the bookshelf. A lot of AG two R bottles. Um, okay. The Kieran clock man. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know I got a, I got a fair amount of uh, ephemeral uh, um, accoutrements of cycling. Interesting. Hey, segue Sam mm-hmm. over here, you guys. We never did. We ever talk about the denim, the denim bike shorts that were coming out that were oh the denim bike shorts that may that may be the sponsor of ag2r yeah and we so we never talked about that did we no okay no thank god it's it's gross but how can how can bardet not go back to ag2r we all know he's a fan of some skinny jeans doesn't get any skinnier than that bardet big fan of the podcast um but also put the drop in this week yeah, so I will say this. I, I don't really care about these denim jean look. I You know, AG2R, stick with the brown shorts. The um, brown is iconic. The yeah. jeans, it's funny. It's a nice homage, but uh, I don't want to see that again. I want to yeah. keep that in the past where it belongs. Yeah. Surprisingly, I agree with Spencer. Okay. Um, little guy, back to your, uh, you know, you were complaining about winter. I don't really care about that. But are you running like a winter bike of some kind? right now no it's all my same bikes just i have to remember which bike to ride because i i do this thing where i think oh i should ride the bike with fenders because it's a little snowy and then i get four blocks from home and the fenders are frozen solid and my wheels don't turn whereas you gotta you know you gotta there's the weather for fenders and there's the weather to run the you know the mountain Mm -hmm. bike or the the cross bike with some big knobbies on it so you can you can rip around in the snow because yeah, but no, I don't have anything are you winter a specific. Studded? Are you a studded tire? I am user? not. Never, have you ever ha- been? Ever. No. Uh, have you, Spencer? Did you guys? I never did. Uh, I have used them, but I've never used them frequently. Yeah, like, I've I think I had once. them maybe for one winter season and didn't need them. Mm-hmm. And so never bought them again. Yeah. I think they were, people always talked them up like when we were couriers. And would ask, you know, like office folks in the elevators are always like, oh, I gotta be running studded tires, right? But it, at least in downtown Minneapolis, the streets got plowed so it's quick. It's pretty clear, yeah. It, it depends on where it. you're riding. It depends I on where you're riding. Like, like, you're riding trails. Think, it, it can make sense, I guess. 
the mm-hmm. old winter tricks that that I had. So I I would run a, a a wider front tire and then still like a twenty five in the back. So I had like a thirty two. Get that up front. good traction. I yeah. thought you yeah, used. Yeah, I got just, the traction up front. Didn't you just glue like seventeen Mister Tuffy strips together to form like a really impenetrable <laughs> tire for the rear? That's what I, I remember. No, okay. but I, I always ran the. Uh, yeah, the traction up front. For some reason, someone convinced me that the traction up front was more important. Um, I do remember riding with you guys and you guys laughing at me yes. when I had my okay. surly cross check. Yes. And it was the first day like below zero and I was working downtown and my yes. freewheel was not engaging. Yes. And I used to have to bring my bike inside the lobby of the, the office buildings and the, the security staff loved that. With it. all the yeah. um, yeah. just dripping all the, everywhere, all yeah. the dripping and like the boogers coming off the uh, the uh, um, the d- the dirty uh, chain stays and all that, mm. and I would just say that the um, that quickly learned why fixed gears were all the rage. That's how I got the Terranaut almost immediately. A lot of people think it's just for you know coolness, but it's really two reasons. It's like that winter, yeah, the winterness, mm-hmm. and then also when you're running like a file box on your handlebars and you. Yeah, you, know, you can't reach your brakes, so it's pretty nice to have the old uh, the leg power. Yeah, but there's, um, there's definitely cold, and then there's your free your free hub or free wheel will not engage cold. There's so, two layers of cold. The, those are the two two ways you can mm-hmm. tell now, if you live in a cold place or not. I've talked a lot about the Vaseline. I'm sure we've talked uh, on the loose skin. We've uh-huh. also talked about the plastic bags on the feet. If you really need to, like in an emergency, you can put the plastic bag on your foot, feet, cre- there, create a vapor barrier to keep your feet dry. Are there any other um, things that anyone would do? Any well, weird, specific things we that got, someone might do? We got do? an email. Okay. Well, segue Sam over there. We, we did get an email. This email comes to us from uh, Ian Darling. And the subject line is, what does the super rookie do with Cliff Bar wrappers? What? Indeed. I just want to say yeah, this I is had referencing pop- an episode or two ago. <laughs> This came up. Yeah, last week. Last week? Okay. Um, and, and Ian uh, uh, emails us, says, I had to pause the pod and email. If I recall correctly, there was a conversation about cold weather riding and what gear to wear. And Tim said that he likes to wear baggies to stop the wind. Spencer made a mini segue Sam and said, no, what you really <laughs> need is. Mm-hmm. And then Tim mumbled something about cliff bar wrappers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you never explained what that meant. I have heard of stuffing newspapers down the front of a jersey to stay warm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have heard of putting plastic bags inside shoes to keep your feet dry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but does the super rookie stuff his junk inside an old Cliff Bar wrapper? <laughs> if so, please give more detail. Like what flavor is best? And most mm-hmm. importantly, where did you learn this? Ian. So right. tell us, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, go ahead, Tim. What uh, What I, do you have to say for yourself? I don't. I don't remember where I learned this, but I do remember w- running when it was <laughs> when it was super um, cold. I would yeah. wear long underwear, and then I would wear a bibs over it. So I would have two lycra layers, no windproofing. And Good the most <laughs> sensitive area of the of your um, ana- anatomy yeah. is uh-huh. in the front region, and I was getting extremely chilled, painfully yep. chilled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At which point, the more I think about this, it was clearly Spencer that came up with this. He's like, yes. "Dude, just stick stick a stiff <laughs> stick a Cliff Bar wrapper down there," and yeah. I was like. I thought about it for about five seconds. I was like, this is actually a pretty brilliant idea. The cliff bar, there's no way I was going to be able to chew that thing because it was already frozen rock solid. So gave it to the birds um, and put it down between the long underwear and the chamois. It was nice and secured. (laughs) And it was the perfect amount of windproofing that I needed on my body. And to this day... Every time I see my beautiful young boys, five and three years old, I thank Spencer. Yeah, for saving it's me. It's it's a lovely story. I yeah, appreciate it's beautiful. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's good. So advice. yes, that's good advice. It's, in the emergency, the it's, other uh, it's one of those tricks that uh, uh, came out of necessity, came out of desperation. I would say I don't recommend it. I don't think it's the best 
possible no. solution for this uh, scenario, but when you find Anybody yourself can use 20 this. miles from home and you've got uh, nothing on hand, think about what you might actually have on hand, which is if you're a responsible bike rider, a, a, an empty cliff bar packet in your back, back pocket Re- that you did not throw along the side of the road. Regardless of gender identity, anything, this mm-hmm. is some of the best tips you can ever get. Mm-hmm. The cliff bar wrapper is a fantastic um, emergency uh, windproof material. Right. Um, I, but again, it's, you know, we, we used to put a lot of miles in in, in horribly cold weather and Pretty totally brutal, critically yeah. underprepared. Nowadays, you can just sit inside on the Zwift machine and ride mm-hmm. underneath volcanoes. But um, very, very um, important things uh, yeah. that we used to learn on the hard streets of Minneapolis. I think uh, I think that I mean obviously it came from desperation, but also like similar. I guess my mindset was that messenger bike messenger lifestyle, where uh, when it would start when it would start raining, and I you know had my radio on your bag strap. This is a classic one. I would pop over to the little uh, self serve UPS or FedEx uh, boxes and grab the Mm -hmm. uh, label pouch, like the sticky clear. label pouch i guess um drop the radio in that wrap it up stick it back on your bag and then it was instantly waterproofed and uh just i think that is kind of the thought process that born the cliff bar uh chamois uh guard but um yeah i think uh the peanut butter or anything with nuts in it is probably my uh flavor of choice for you oh yeah for sure i Um, I, to this day i have a, a old one of my many old courier bags and one of them uh last time i pulled it out still has a pile of dhl bags you, inside no. of it yeah I, always on I, a rainy day you gotta have extras like you're gonna be out there for four or five hours in the rain everything yep. leaks at some point you start you triple bagging everything you know so now i was talking to a, a friend of mine the other day and we were talking about you know first started riding and and ride nutrition which has come a really long way you know, like you've got all the different like gummies, you got the gels, you got the goos, whatever. Do you guys remember a company called Power Bar? I remember. I feel Power like I've Bar. heard of them. Yeah. Do you remember how horrible those things used to taste? Those are like, I know we're talking about Cliff Bar wrapper. Like Cliff Bar was like a half a step up, and you're like, oh, this is at least like natural food. Cliff, okay. the Power Hang Bar on. experience. Yeah. The Cliff power bar, bar is mind blowing. When they came out compared yeah. to Power yeah. Bar, it I know. was night and day difference. But, now they're kind of boring with all the options out there. But. Yeah, with Kind Bars and all the other like fig bars that are out there. But the, I would say that, that the Power Bar looked like it was out of a scientist that doubled as a villain on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Um, it just like was nasty. And I remember they finally came out with a vanilla crisp flavor. And that was like the one that I was like, I can somewhat have this. But oh my god, those were the worst things of all time. Yeah, Just they weren't good. I mean, I yeah, it's I never really had company, many of it? them. And more Cliff Bar. The nice, I mean, the best thing about Cliff Bar is that they you can find them at normal gas stations now. Like there yeah. was a time where you could only get them at hippier places or at at a bike shop that you can run so, into any old gas station in the middle of nowhere and know you'll at least have one cliff bar that will be somewhat palatable. Otherwise they end up just eating like Nilla wafers or something in the middle of nowhere, which I know is Tim's original intention for going on the bike ride anyway, but uh-huh. it's not everyone's, you know? So power bar. I just had to look this up. It was owned by Nestle for a while. And before that was uh, that post stuff. post holdings, but uh, someone just, uh, damn power bar was bought. For three hundred and seventy-five million dollars in two thousand, great investment there, Nestle. Um, and then they sold it. They sold it back to like some company in twenty twenty-one. Probably not for three hundred seventy-five million dollars. I imagine not. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Um, well, let's keep this uh, show on the rails. Uh, the other big news. Uh, we'll talk uh, maybe um, Psychocross after the jump, but the big news obviously is another slew of firings over at Cycling Tips. They kind of hit the uh, what's left of Twitter by storm. Um, James Wong is still there, but um, 
Dave Rome is out. Kaylee Fretz is out. And uh, pretty big news, uh, little guy. And you had tweeted something. What was the rumor that was going around on the internet? <laughs> well, I saw a Peter Flax tweet that was a rumor that Lance had had, had some say in who got... Who got uh, connect these red strings for me. Well, How he, does that make any sense? I don't actually even 100%. No, he was part of the VC firm, I think, that bought... I mean, I don't I have uh-huh. to go back to our own episode when we had, no, 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 hang on. they got bought. Lance, yeah. Let me do it for you, then. Do it. Lance invested in this VC corporation that invested in Outside Magazine that bought Cycling Tips yeah. and Beta and Peloton, which got shut down earlier this year, and Vela News, yeah. and uh, whatever else is a bicycle retailer and a few other things. Um, and then has been like cutting the fat, I guess you would say in corporate speak, uh, ever everything. since. And yeah. it doesn't seem uh, good over no. there at outside. Things seem bad. I mean, they did invest in those NFTs. That um, was good. Oh, that was great. It must not have panned out. I, I don't, don't know. Think so. um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but the, the policy of cutting the. Uh, all your, not all, but like the majority of your uh, longtime uh, writers and reviewers. The core, the core, um, the entire, the it's core, basically not, all of cycling tips yeah, for not, the most part. Not really the best long-term strategy for winning over people when you get not rid of all their favorite writers at your <laughs> at your uh, site yeah. and podcast. Um, yeah. It's crazy. I, I, all all you those know, people do great work, mm. and it's totally bonkers that, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if uh, I don't know if the Lance uh, theory holds any water at all, but um, you know which one I'll, I'll pull out of thin air and make up on the spot is that big UCI got their tendrils into Outside Magazine, and this is all <laughs> blowback from the uh, world's uh, well, drama. If that, that's the case, do we Ian, know if Ian Treller was the one they were mad at, and he didn't he didn't get get his walking papers? <laughs> so like it's all bonkers. They're just trying to make his life hell by making him stay at outside, right. which seems yeah. Now uh, you have to edit your own articles. Yeah, not not like a very great place. I don't know. I don't totally know. Bonkers. It's brutal. I don't know what's going on over there. I don't have any inside information. Um, we wish everyone. Who is it still is. there, and everyone who is no longer there, all the best uh, yeah. going forward. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, getting getting laid off. Uh, it's definitely sucks. It's definitely out of left field. But based on what's going on, I feel like you guys you might uh, bounce back better. You might be in a better spot. Let me just eh, just speculate there. Well, but judging by well, the just seeing like the. The threads from uh, Cycle Tip folks saying they were canceling their their uh, yeah. subscriptions. Yeah, and, a lot and of just, customer blowback. Yeah, and yeah, just generally, it feels like they just alienated a large portion of their it's, readership who are mm-hmm. more likely to want to go follow what the people that just got canned are doing than stay at the. I wish so. I it, I'm with you, Spencer. It's never uh, and little guy. It's never um, never fun to hear people losing their jobs, but I hope that they land back on their feet. Um, Always a good place to go. It is not the cycling tips of old. I have not heard of anything or if uh, how much it is affecting the likes of like Pink Bike and others. I'm sure that there is probably some, uh, you know, brain hardly has anybody left on staff there anyway. Um, when I get my copy of brain every month, I must, <laughs> I definitely know uh, circulation is down because it comes in a manila envelope. With a handwritten, okay. with a handwritten like address, so you're like, oh, okay, like there might be a hundred of these that go out a month. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so it is uh, not good, uh, and I can't say that anybody's really surprised when the NFT market failed. Well, I, I guess it's a good thing that we couldn't figure out how to buy any Ethereum on Open Seas, so we could place a bid on the wild fan art nft because i absolutely would have done that if i could have figured it out um yeah but they made it too difficult for a noob uh so i guess i'm i'm better off for it and then uh in other news before we get to uh the preem lap this week uh 
we are still uh, continuing to uh, investigate on Twitter. So if if you want to venture onto the hellscape that is Twitter, go over to at the Slow Ride Pod. We've been talking back and forth with the Glasgow World Championship Organizing Committee. We are working hard to find out how we can enter the three of us into the Cycle Ball World Championships as representatives of the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, not really going anywhere. Um, they are putting up some videos about you know Cycle Ball and what it is, but we already know that. What we don't know is where do we send our registration form um, and how much does it cost? Yeah, so if, if, uh, if the committee is listening uh to this podcast just you know email us at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com uh reach out to us on twitter if it still exists um and uh otherwise our instagram is back at the slow ride pod uh, <laughs> yeah we so got you can it message us there as well and, lose it now can't lose it yeah. and keep it what i'm tr- trying to figure out is that uci was making all this hay about basically the Olympics of cycling, right? All the world championships put together except cyclocross, obviously because of the, the weather conditions. And that's definitely a winter sport. Um, but they were talking about, uh, looking at it this past weekend, apparently the UCI hosts a, um, pump track world championships. Uh, they were hosted in Santiago, Chile, there is a UCI rainbow jersey that's awarded to the top pump track athletes in both female and male categories. Um, check it out. It's it's a Red Bull event. It looked badass and awesome. 32 riders, I think, from all over the world competed that were in some qualifiers. Uh, okay. So the Red Bull pump track worlds, it's a one-on-one, kind of like they do a seating round, and then basically it's head-to-head and the pump tracks are um, mirror images of each other. So basically, it's kind of BMXy, but kind of not. Some people are on mountain bikes. Uh-huh. Uh, most people tend to be on like BMX or cruisers. I've seen some pretty fascinating bikes when I was getting digging deep into it. Um, you guys should check it out. It was actually really cool. Red uh, pump track world championships. So was there a lot of so when gravel worlds happened, there was a lot of people being like, you know. UCI is getting involved and they're ruining gravel. There shouldn't be a mm-hmm. world championship and all that. Mm-hmm. I assume uh, the real cool DIY pump trackers were all over the internet uh, upset with the UCI for I, getting involved and ruining. This ruining is year four. So I think okay. maybe, you know, like people have kind of given up the over. ghost on that. But I, I would <laughs> okay. say like BMX though, like the Flatland BMX, and it's already in the Olympics. You know, like Tim, the, Tim yeah, just essentially said, it's year four. I'm pretty sure the spirit of pump track has been crushed at this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. like <laughs> I mean, the spirit of gravel is already done, uh-huh. so it's not. Okay. Um, but anyway, all right. Let's uh, let. One more question, Tim, before we go to the premium. What yeah. kind of van? So gravel, you live in a Sprinter van. Pump track, what yeah. kind of van do you live in? Definitely okay. a Dodge Caravan from okay. like yeah. the mid '90s, maybe a Toyota Previa. Okay. I, was, I don't uh, think you do a, you do a, were you a Lumina guy? A Chevy Lumina van? Oh, I mean, I wasn't, but I mean, I would be now just because the Dustbuster, it's, it's, it's grown on me with age. <laughs> How about you, Spencer? What, what do you think the van would be? Uh, I don't think it would be a van. I think it's uh whatever station wagon was handed down from mom. Uh, so I'm thinking like a, some oh, sort a of Volvo. Wagon. Yeah. Like the Ooh. cross country. Oh. oh, cross country. Oh, I was thinking uh, like, I mean, if it's a hand down, it's like a Toyota Tercel. <laughs> nah, know? it's going to be, well, you can fit one BMX bike in there, but you got to fit a couple because you know, you're, you know, you're rolling deep. Uh, you, no, you're but not showing I, up to, uh, you don't put one of those like Saris bones racks on there. That is it. No, <laughs> are like... you kidding? Have you seen BMX kids? No, there's two in the back seat, two in the trunk and four kids somehow fit sitting in the front. You flip mm, one upside okay. down on the roof with some bungee cords. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to our pump track world champion. Of course, I'm kind of talking about 2022 Tour de France stage winner Michael Matthews in this week's Prem Lap. So remember that and uh, yeah, enjoy your Star Ride podcast. All right, guys, here we are in the Prem Lap. Major shout-outs to all the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to wideanglepodium.com where you can find out 
how to become a member and a supporter of independent cycling media. Not many of us left. Yeah. Getting Help smaller. Keep us on the, the air. pool's getting smaller every day. Uh, the, yeah. The water, uh, I mean, the water's honest, lukewarm. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to come Honestly, in. In, in that vein, uh, the support that we get from uh, members of the Wide Angle Podium uh, is essential <laughs> it, it keeps the lights on here it, it keeps the servers running it keeps the uh, you know the equipment working uh not just here on the slow ride but all the shows on the network which is why we structured it like that so everybody could uh could benefit um so if you enjoy this show if you enjoy other shows like cycle cross radio with criterium nation who has been absolutely crushing it lately uh grodio as well um they're all part of the Wide Angle Podium Network, and you can support them all heading over there and donating anything that you think is appropriate uh, for your enjoyment level. Awesome. I think you nailed it. Head back to the I show. tried my best. Hi, I'm Zoe Baxter, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, guys, here we are from the Prem Lap. We'd like to thank all of the listeners and supporters that email us at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com, where all of your emails are gratefully received. You missed an opportunity. This email comes to us from Ken. Slow ride podcasters, I must admit that I'm rather disappointed in you. It's a first. Uh oh. Oh. A few episodes. Like one, one star review. Oh, no. A few episodes ago, a listener's email brilliantly asked you which of you aligned with the characters in The Three Amigos. You clearly enjoyed the question and the answer. But that's not why I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed because you missed a clear and obvious opportunity to gamify the questions like this. Why stop at The Three Amigos when there are numerous famous trios <laughs> for which oh, whom no. you can relate? Uh-huh. So I've done the hard work for you. And here is a game called Who's Who Anyway. Rules are as followed. Decide amongst yourselves which of you three corresponds with each member of the famous trios. One point is awarded for each answer, but don't bother adding them up since Tim will declare himself the winner anyway. This Ready, is set, play. Okay. Star Wars. Oh. Luke, Leia, and Han. Well, see, here's a Luke. problem. The- you're Chewbacca, and and, and, and <laughs> all right, it's true. Yeah. This is true. All right, so the so Wookie. Luke, Luke, Han, and and Super Wookie, yeah, yeah. Super yeah. Wookie, I, I'm definitely clearly there. I'm Han definitely Chewbacca over here, and little guy is Luke. This is a slam dunk. That one's pretty slam dunk. I, okay. I don't think you can really. I'll take it. Um, all right, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So you got good, who is Clint Eastwood. You've got uh-huh. bad, who is Lee Van Cleef. Uh, uh-huh. you know, the, the man in black, nice penciled mustache, look great. And then the ugly, uh, Eli Wallach, uh, obviously one of the coolest characters in the entire uh, movie. Um, so uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. This one's tough. Yeah. Uh, I've, this one's tough. If you go right. just strictly by the, the, the title nomenclature, uh, it's easy. But if you think about the personalities... <laughs> And the conflict, you know, within the script of the movie, they're all kind of complicated characters, and they all have their reasoning. But Tim's the bad. Tim's the bad. I'm definitely the baddie. Yeah, I'm oh. Lee Van Cleef. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think uh, little guy, you're probably good, and Spencer is uh, hanging by uh, hanging by a foot with his head in a noose, uh-huh. mad at a uh, little guy there at the end of the sh- end of the movie. <laughs> That makes you sense. You no good son of a... All right, the uh, Three Stooges, uh, Larry, Moe, and Curly. This one gets close to home because we have been called the Three Stooges many times. Um, Larry, Moe, and Curly, I don't know much difference between any of them personality-wise. They were just yeah. great entertainers, so I, I don't even know how we divide up on that one. I gotta admit, I haven't watched a lot of Stooges in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't have All right, let's good, say, good grasp let's go. Let's go to some other uh, famous uh, ones. Uh, uh, BLT, bacon, lettuce, and tomato. <laughs> oh, boy. This is a um, good one. 
Well, I'm the rabbit, the most rabbit eaty, so I guess I'm the lettuce. As as yeah, yeah, yeah. As and I'm, I'm yeah. Okay. You're I'm you're the, the next, yeah. Yeah, I'm the juiciest, so I'm certainly the tomato. Yeah, and, I, and then, I'll be the bacon because I'm salty. But the thing yeah. is, is that you don't need the tomato on this sandwich anyway. So just be oh. me and little guy. Um, I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> are you you I guys mean, BLT fans? Are you? I know that you guys are vegetarians. Do you do the fake BLT? Do you guys do the fake bacon, the the knocking or whatever? Like, what do you even call it? I don't. You gotta do the temp. You gotta do the tempeh lettuce. You call tomato. it tempeh. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Tempeh. Tempeh. Tempe That's lettuce? the way to go. I, I, Good BLT, little it's ooh, TLT. and then some uh, fake fake uh, mayonnaise on the TLT. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. you do like yeah, a fake yeah. mayonnaise. Uh, um, for those that I've eat meat, had the uh, or but not a big are, fan. Okay, veganaise. Sure. I'm a I'm a Duke's mayonnaise uh, person, but anyways, um, sp- I never uh, Tour de France podium, free. 2022 Tour de France podium, Vingard, Poga- Pogacar, and Garrett Thomas. Ooh, oh well, wow! Well, yeah, Tim is Tim, Tim is G yeah. all the way. Yep, hundred uh, percent. Tim is G. I think um, Spencer. I think who do you think attacked more amongst the two of us? Hopelessly, I think I attacked more hopelessly. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I I win Pogacar. So I think you get to be Vingard. But that's you know, what do you guys think? I uh, I was gonna give you Pogacar because of the hair tufts. And oh. you've kind of got that going on. Okay. But that was yeah. really my only reasoning. Oh, uh, I was thinking more, so much of this tour was everyone knowing mm-hmm. that Pogacar wasn't going to be able to win, but attacking. And which was probably what people saw, like when they'd watch a crit and I'd attack. And they'd yeah. be like, there's no way he's going to ride away from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that tracks too. But yeah. Um, so. Yeah, between the two, I mean, I guess, yeah, you're going to have to be the Pogacar, I guess. You're always better in the that. stage races, I think, than I was, right? Yeah, sure. We only did a couple. Like I, I pull out a win <laughs> once in a while, yeah. but... Let's pull up the MCF calendar from uh, yeah, 2005 to see. Um, Star Trek, Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. Ooh. Um, little guy's definitely Spock in this situation. Um, you to be Spock. Well, then you get to yeah, be Kirk, nerd. I guess. You're the, you're yeah, the, probably. Kind of the yeah. leader here. Yeah, Tim's, Tim's kind of a lot a, kind of charisma. Of an yeah. <laughs> Doesn't really know what's going on, but is, yeah. you know, talking like he does. And uh, I'll be the guy um, that's like raising an eyebrow in the background, like, are you sure? Yeah. Well, and that then uh, that totally Ken, Ken, Ken did include the Top Gear uh, thing. This one has been discussed many times. Jeremy Clark and Richard Hammond and uh, James May. I mean, I'm hands down Jeremy Clarkson, unfortunately. Um, yeah. James May is uh, clearly uh, Spencer, and little guy is uh, Richard Hammond. Um, I don't know. I was. I. Know, I, I don't. Sure. I think that's the other way around. Yeah, Tim. the other way. All, all right. right. All right. Also, uh, but, if you haven't seen James May, uh, has a lot of videos on YouTube about his bike riding and his bike yeah. collection, and he is very little guy esque. Uh, okay. I think, Good I think, to know. Uh, our listenership would I mean, enjoy it. If he they he also seen has. It. Yeah, he also has shows where he just takes things apart. He'll just like take apart a lawnmower uh-huh. or something and put it back together. So, so it's 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 good. This one, uh, and finally, this is a good one um, coming from uh, uh, Ken from Nashville. By the way, Nashville, great town. Do you guys ever ride bikes in Nashville? Have we no. have we disparaged Nashville at all? Mm. No, I don't think uh, so. No, I've only been there once. I went to a little league game. Or not? Little I think league, we've like a, disparaged like a minor league game. So it was good. I'm just I, trying to think like, I just did it. I think we've disparaged Knoxville plenty of times, but not. Uh, yeah, I'm just maybe. trying to like Memphis. Memphis got the the cool under it got cool monorail um, that goes out to Mud Is Island. It? I don't Nashville. Nashville, it's big, big with the bachelorette parties and bachelor parties. Fake hockey town. All right. Um, let's see here. Uh, he like says you the asked three. If we if we had disparaged them. <laughs> you just said a bunch yeah. of things that weren't bad, and then at the last second. You insulted yeah. them, and then you moved on. Like hey, you were worried we hadn't disparaged them, so you just felt like you had to sneak one in. Yeah, I got to knock everybody down to size. And every time the Nashville Predators do good in hockey, everyone's like, "Ah, oh, it's a socket, solid hockey town." You know, they really come out for that hockey in the uh, South. They they know their hockey, and I'm like, "Yeah." Okay. <laughs> like, it's just oh, the guy in Florida. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Tampa Bay. That's a real hockey town. Uh-huh. Tampa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Sounds Tampa. believable. Email me if we're wrong, Ken. All right, uh, the three. He 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 finalizes this one. He gave us a list like thirty, but this is this is I think my favorite ones. The three little pigs. 
Straw House, oh. Stick House, and Brick House. Straw House, <laughs> Stick House, Brick House. Um, Man. Like, I'll be Stick House. You're definitely Stick House. I actually had you as Stick House because you, really? you think it's going to work. Little guy thinks it's going to work. No, He's got a lot of man. thoughts behind it. He's like, oh, yeah, this is definitely better than Tim over there in the Straw House who just wants to be done quick and doesn't really care. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, sticks are going to work. Oh, this, is, this is great. And then they fail yeah. immediately. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I still I, don't think Spencer's brick house though. That's where I'm kind of a little, no, see, here's, here's, here's my vote. Tim. Yeah. Uh, straw house <laughs> real quick. Crack a beer. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. me, I yeah. put probably too much thought into it, but I cheaped out a little bit. Spencer <laughs> definitely hired, definitely hired somebody else to do the work for him. Yeah, and he, and he lives in the brick city. Yeah, yeah. And he lives, and in, he li- the, and he lives yeah, in a brick yeah. house currently. So I, I currently yeah. live in a brick house, but yes, I would have uh, most likely either paid, paid somebody, somebody to, yeah. to do the the house building, or had just uh, been employed by the brick factory and got bricks for half cost. You know, and uh, yeah, one brick a day, one brick like that. Uh, little guy definitely cheaped out. Bringing yeah. Out. yeah. Uh, Johnny that's Castle a great song. Bringing home a, a piece of the Cadillac every day or whatever, and then that's yeah, that's my favorite Johnny Cash song. That's a good one that's piece a at a time statement. Wow, oh, it's a well, what's your favorite one? Oh, Nashville's wow. gonna be mad at you. Yeah, Nashville. <laughs> oh boy, we thought we disparaged him earlier. <laughs> there, there is no, there is no correct answer. The correct answer is the entire catalog. No. Okay. No. For the sake of this discussion, you must pick one. One piece at a time. It's such a great song. Such a great story. Did he write it, though? Can't beat it. Who wrote it? No, he did not write it. He did not. I'm looking it up right now. He did not write it. Um, Shocking that it only uh, peaked at number 29 on the country singles on the Billboard chart. But what a great song. What do the people know? Johnny Cash. Love that guy. Not, Not Nashville, though. Um, so yeah, thanks uh, Ken from uh, Nashville for, for, for the uh, the great email. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, let's see, uh, let's see, let's just keep this one uh, going. And then finally, oh, Judson just wanted to, uh, uh, last week. He just wanted to let us know that um, we've actually mentioned Lichen twice on the podcast. And oh, yeah, I was okay. pretty sad about that actually. I'll try to get more. I don't have any more right now. I do have a cargo, so, cargo bike update, though. Cargo bikes. Let's talk cargo okay. bikes. Covered, covered in lichen. Okay. It's been sitting out in the backyard uh, all winter. No, but I did okay. a couple weeks ago. Tim, we talked about covers, rain covers and stuff like that. Yeah. Spencer was yeah. gone. Oh, my God. Was that, that was the week I wasn't on. I couldn't you stop weren't you on, guys. But I did, oh. I did order. I ordered a cover from um, Argo is the company. They make like this kind of weird contraption you can make your your bike into like a cargo bike uh-huh i don't know, look it up whatever Argo. yeah no i've seen it anyway they make a rain cover it was the most affordable rain cover that i could find which was important because i had to modify it anyway I had, like modify my bike somehow anyway because there's no rain cover that's the right size but i will say it doesn't fully perfectly fit yet but it has definitely extended our cold weather temperature range like 20 plus degrees like we rode this whole last week in the snow it being like 20 degrees we rode to and from school uh-huh. and i didn't get any complaints so if you already have a cargo bike you got kids on there get the bubble it's awesome it uh-huh. it definitely was worth it like um should have done so you're you're ago. you're piecing this thing together with these uh, uh weird build your own cargo bike out of your regular bike kind of brands and stuff um Little guy, are, is this the equivalent? Do you remember the the route we used to do out of St. Paul when we would go past some guy's garage that he would always have the door open and there was a Pontiac Fiero in there that he was clearly putting a Lamborghini body yeah, kit the, onto. the it. Lamborghini? Yeah. Yeah. No, that was a real Lamborghini. Uh, he was uh, he was working on that for a long time, and it was long never seeming time. quite right. Nope, it moved out to the yard for a while, and then it moved back closer to the house. But I never uh-huh. saw it move under its own power. 
Uh, so I feel um, like um, maybe if you want to, this might be a brick house situation, but I'm like, if you want a cargo bike, maybe just get a, get a cargo bike. And, well, I have a car. I'm just saying my box <laughs> is an irregular size. I couldn't just order the bullet cover. Yeah, okay. Or the, that, that's or the like uh, Tim could order the cover for his bike pre-made. They, they measured it out, you know. Mm-hmm. Mine's a little weird, so I just had to just, order um, what I could find was the closest setup but the other thing i want to say about cargo bikes is i had mentioned that i ran into leo friend of the podcast and he uh-huh. had had a really hot tip about cargo bikes oh which then he tim breaking news breaking hot tip cargo bike news he had told me this hot tip that he uses uh they're like when you put your uh broom on the wall you have like a little clip thing to like put your broom up in the broom closet and it, like clips yeah, into yeah. the wall uh-huh. he got some of those and he and he put them in his bike to uh clip in his lock inside the box and clip in his frame pump in and it's a genius okay. a genius little hardware store hack and i want to tip my cap that to is him. and i'm definitely gonna genius. do it because my pump just rattles around in the box yeah. throw a couple of these in there and then the pump can sit somewhere i just don't bring a pump yeah no that's i know another that solution. i know that that's a that's a way you could do it straw I'm, house kind of guy yeah this guy right here you know here's what i'm doing doing. i got a lock i'm gonna lock it to a pole and then i'm gonna call someone get picked Mm up yeah and then uh go back and fix it no that's a that's a pretty good tip little guy yeah no it is this well this is leo's idea he told me this as i was buying a pump he's like that's what i do with mine i was like that's genius mine just floats around and i get mad that it's well not anymore all in round so yeah so we're 47 minutes into the episode. Should we talk about Cyclocross? <laughs> yes, we should, because it's been great. All right. I know, I know you guys all about it. have been watching. Pittlepalooza. <laughs> yeah, the Pitters is back. Uh, had kind of a disastrous uh, run on Saturday where Sweek won. But now, hang on. storming back at the World Cup on Sunday. Real quick. Last time I think we talked about Cyclocross, you were dreading... Yes, Pidcock and Wow and all that coming this. back, mm-hmm. like vehemently against it. Like it was disgusting. Cyclocross. It was it was embarrassing. Yeah, this podcast to hear a little guy disparage. Well, I won't go that far, but the, I will real, try to embarrass him. Um, I was so grossed out. You guys out. are right. You guys are right. Because I was worried him or Vanderpool or, or Wild will come back and totally dominate. Mm-hmm. Maybe that will be the case next weekend. But what we had this weekend was what I what I kind of hoped for, which was that we had a rusty Pidcock back. Like okay. Saturday and e- even today at the World Cup, he had like a mechanical right off the start. It's it's just the way that like when Vanderpool would ever have a problem early on in a race, that's when you'd get the good the good battle between him and Wout because he had to chase back and he had to take chances. Yeah, You had that today at the World Cup. Pidcock had some kind of mechanical... By the end of lap two, he was back at the front. He'd caught Ventorn out and and Ely, but then he was kind of on the back foot, and he was still making mistakes. He's obviously the strongest, but in the end, Ventorn out won because he was the so, most complete rider, and he kept it up. You know, mm-hmm. it, little and guy. It was such a good battle. Yes, you're our expert on this. How's oh, yeah, the Pinarello cross bike looking? It's white with rainbow bands on it, so what can you say? Can't be too Oof. bad. I mean that is a that is a can power you, move. Yeah. Is it is it a rebranded Stevens? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> they say it's not, right? But I mean it probably do, do we is. know? Okay. I Any listeners know. of the Slow Ride podcast, I'm sure you've done the research. You've looked at the angles, you've pulled out your protractors to figure out head tube angles to see if it's a Stevens or what other brand. Just let us know. Maybe it's a blue. Who knows? Just let us know if it's actually <laughs> yeah, if a Pinarello or not. Yeah. It looks good. Um, I'll say that. The pictures I saw of it, I, I like the white bike with the, the band. It's hard to make a bad-looking bike when it's white with world champion bands all over it, and then you stick true. it under a, a guy or woman or whoever wearing white and world champions fans. Oh, do you guys hear that? Specialized just showed up with the Julian Alaphilippe bike, oh, which looked like right. absolute garbage. That's, um, that wasn't the right rainbow, though. So they, they didn't even true. like hit they this thing. They did some sort of weird rainbow. 
Now, I can prove this rule because famously, I rode around for a whole cyclocross season on a white bike with world championship stripes. Yeah, he's that was easily made. mistaken. It was yeah. made for Zendix T-Bar, and it had yeah. it said Stevie on it, but they apparently they spelled Stevie with an I-E, and it's supposed to be with a Y, and nobody really knew this yet because he was just coming to prominence back in the day. And uh, so they had to repaint a new one for him, and they sent the old one uh, over our way, and uh, nobody else uh, fit it. So I rode it around all season and looked like an absolute champion. Oh, it looked amazing. It looked amazing. Did that one just yeah. like happen to fall on your desk? You're like, whoa, no one else can ride a 55? I thought that was a common size. No, it turns out. Mm. <laughs> no, I had an in, uh, mm-hmm. integrated uh, seat post, so I don't know if oh, it just got okay. cut to the right size ah. uh, <laughs> or what happened I love there it. exactly. But, oh, um, that is a thing I do not miss is those integrated seat posts. That was a fun we were, time. Yeah. I, I recall, little guy, um, a couple episodes ago, now, I know you and I follow through on everything we say that we're going to do. Um, yeah. I was putting on my bike helmet the other day, and I was looking at it going, man, I need a new helmet, but one that's uh-huh. way uglier. Uh-huh. Um, still haven't gotten my cat-like cheese grater helmet yet that I would have been <laughs> promised uh-huh. that the, the EPS foam, I'm sure, is deteriorated at a level. And we were talking about uh, little guys' uh, hair it tufts. Hasn't, it <laughs> hasn't seen the... sunlight, so I don't think it's degrading <laughs> okay. at all. And little guy's got his hair tufts that are going to come out in so, many, so much of the venting on this uh-huh. thing. Um, so, Spencer, yeah. is there anything I can do to expedite? I, I'd love to have the gift by maybe next uh, spring. Yeah, just send me the uh, shipping label. Um, okay. And I'll, I'll get it on, on the way. Do we have color choices? Uh, one is red and white. One is white and red, and one is red with some white. I think those are your three options. White and red, red and white, and then white with some red? Yeah. Okay. And they're all different. They're different. Yeah, they're basically, they're all cheese graters. They're all just uh, various expense levels of cheese graters. Does the red red say sample on them? No, no, no. The the, the test ride helmets? You need you need budget for one. that. We we didn't have budget for that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Just give me the biggest um, one because I yeah. So did I tell you guys this? The 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 my my child Tambunin Tambunin is already wearing an adult sized helmet. That's <laughs> that's how big my is. His that is that big. <laughs> oh my god! We, we had we had upgrade and I couldn't find any kids helmets that fit. Them, that is so. amazing. I, I I didn't even mention this. So I went to buy a helmet and. Helmets get more expensive when you go to the adult size, even if it's the same helmet and it's just a teeny <laughs> yeah. bit oh, yeah. bigger. But they get much more expensive. But I yeah, also I need a- the only helmet I can't even remember what brand it is now. But the only helmet that that fit them that they they didn't immediately do what you guys remember what I would always do is my helmets would always like sit too far back on my head because my head uh-huh. is not only huge but shaped funny. It seems according to helmet manufacturers. They uh-huh. have the same problem. The only one I could find that fit them well and I could keep it on their head. And I had read that the price. Protech. No, I don't remember what it is. It has like a light built in. It's pretty fancy. Uh. But I had read the price, but I had read the price incorrectly. And when I got up to the counter, <laughs> there was a third number on that price <laughs> that I did not realize was there when I when I initially had authorized that we were going to acquire this helmet. But at this point, this helmet fit. They uh-huh. actually will wear it properly. Uh-huh. I think they, and it has the helmet's the light. one thing. It's the one thing that old uh, Stickhouse over here isn't going to cheap out on for his son, right? It's like, like it's like, all right, all right, dumb booning, dumb booning. I'm going to actually get you a real helmet. <laughs> we're not going to the used bin. No, <laughs> we're not going to the used bin for helmets. <laughs> oh, wait, how true. nice of you. So Michael Van Tornout took the win today. Three seconds yeah. in yes. the World Cup. Now Sorry. Lars Vanderhaar in a solid third place. On the men's side, on the women's side, um, the um, domination is coming to an end with Puck Petiers uh, beating uh, Femme Vem Empel. So this is the second week in a row on the World Cup where Femme has lost, uh, and Sharon Van Enru takes third. Um, Slow Ride podcast favorite. Yeah, and Alvarado right. won on Saturday. So, it, it's, yeah, it's not solid. We're in, we're in a great point in cyclocross right now, like in the men's and women's. 
it's really good battles. Yes, so there's like Clara Huntinger got seventh. There's like an X axis little guy that's happening where as popularity goes down, quality of racing goes up, and we're at the the meeting point of those two things, like the sweet spot. Yeah, we must be because yeah. it has been. I feel like yeah, the last couple of weeks it's been. <laughs> all really really good races i haven't had any boring ones yes pidcock wout vanderbilt coming back makes me nervous but uh muddy fun and a, and not having uh, enough practice maybe that's yeah. what made it work though i did see uh vanderbilt's dad some guy that used to have a problem with uh tainted pigeons was tweeting that um they did their first cross practices of the year Oh, uh, so, so it's coming back so soon. It, His hair is the wrong yeah. color, but it's, uh, you know, when I saw that haircut with the blonde locks that, uh, Vanderpool had it reminded yeah. me of a uh, senior year of high school, Tim. Yeah. And I was still oh, very yeah, yeah, yeah. spitting image. Anything good in the, uh, anything else happened in the world of cyclocross? Would you guys see that, uh, the, uh, little, little old UCI cyclocross race down in North Carolina, had a guest uh, visitor on day one. Uh, North Carolina resident. in. One day, race, first day, or day of sign-up, uh, I'm assuming here, for the old UCI uh-huh. race. Yolanda Neff uh, drops in to your local UCI race and just crushes the whole field. Uh, that's a good day. Like, that's a fun day. Um, Can you imagine the double takes on the start line where you're like, that's, like, okay. So I, I recognize that hair. Like, that yeah. sure looks like Yolanda Neff, but that wouldn't make sense. That's got to just be someone from, uh, you know, from Atlanta or something that just uh-huh. drove over. Nope, nope, nope. About to get totally destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that Frank in the uh, in the Trek kit. Uh, yeah. Imagine bike. What a nerd. And then uh, blows the doors off because it's actually Yolanda Neff, um, who is, you know, spending her off season uh, with, uh, with old Luca. Uh, in North Carolina and um, decided to pop in to the cyclocross race. So good to see her on the skinny tires, uh, you know, again, I guess. And uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty random and, and pretty awesome. So it was pretty awesome. Bill, pretty uh, cool to see. Yeah. Bill had some good photos up on the, uh, on the old CX Harris uh, Instagram and stuff uh, from the race. So go check that out as well. Um, and before we wrap up uh, this week, little guy, um, you have a grind my gears uh, segment. Uh, at, I'm gonna. I just got in the elevator. You can talk about long finger gloves n- going now. I know the rules are dumb, and you should wear mm-hmm. whatever you want in cycling. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, but Americans especially, we need to stop wearing long finger gloves with short sleeves. It's not okay in cyclocross. I think it's what's keeping the American men slow. Because it okay. seems to be, whenever I watch some of this good, like amazing cross coverage that we're getting uh, from Bill and the gang, I just see all these guys with long fingered gloves and short sleeves. And I think, why? You watch the Euro races, maybe one long finger gloves. It's, it's no gloves in the cold. Mm-hmm. I think there's something wrong mm-hmm. with us in America, and it's a bad look. And he's Sting, my floor's here, but I'm going to stay on because I'm enjoying this take. Please continue. Oh. <laughs> That's all I have is it's my least oh. favorite look. Little you guy, never you know wear what? long finger gloves without long sleeves. Oh, hang on. You know what, little guy, you, th- this is what we What's need. It? We need more opinions from you, old stick house. This is yeah. good. This is solid gold. It's a way to take a stand uh, on something. Oh, yeah, little yeah. Guy, I'm going to really put my foot down. Do you think this is because uh, most of the, uh, not most, but... Some of the better uh, cyclocross racers out of the U.S. lately have come from the mountain bike side of things, and maybe it's just a holdover. I think it is, and that makes me afraid that they're going to start showing up in baggies to cross races. Oh, I would love that baggy show. Oh, that's that's next week's take on the Slow Ride Podcast. Little guy, way to send us home with just some class grade A takes. Oh, (laughs) fire. We'd like to thank... All the listeners of the Slow Ride Podcast, we'd like to thank all the members and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to Instagram, where you can find us at the Slow Ride Pod. And we're still on Twitter. As long as it exists, we'll still be there, aimlessly wandering around the hellscape that it is at the Slow Ride Pod. 
I'd like to thank BK1 of Rhymesters Entertainment for the intro and outro music. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando. It's Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Holyoke, Massachusetts, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. What an episode. That was amazing. When that one person said that thing and then the other person totally like set them straight. Oh man, that was great. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that again. But hey, since I have your attention now, hello, cyclocross friends, new friends and old friends and soon to be friends. My name's Bill. I host another show on the Wide Angle Podium Podcast Network. It's called Cyclocross Radio. And we talk to the biggest stars in cyclocross and even the medium stars in cyclocross and some of the soon-to-be stars in cyclocross. We also have a panel discussion we call the Media Pit with my buddy Zach and Michael where we go over all of the new rules that might be coming out and the calendar situations and races that happen. It's a great time. It's a great conversation. We built an amazing community that we want you to be part of. So go to wideanglepodium.com Become a member there, then go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Cyclocross Radio. Do it. Do it now, Cyclocross friends.